God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful, and enkindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit, and they shall be created, and you shall renew the face of the earth. Let us pray. O God, you instructed the hearts of the faithful by the light of the Holy Spirit. Grant us by the same Spirit to have a right judgment in all things, and ever to rejoice in his consolation through Christ our Lord. Our reading today is a reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. Brothers and sisters, I am speaking in human terms because of your weakness of your nature. For just as you presented the parts of your bodies as slaves to impurity and to lawlessness for lawlessness, so now present them as slaves to righteousness for sanctification. For when you were slaves of sin, you were free from righteousness. But what profit did you get then from the things of which you are now ashamed? For the end of those things is death. But now that you have been freed from sin and have become slaves of God, the benefit that you have leads to sanctification, and its end is eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. The Word of the Lord. Blessed are they who hope in the Lord. Blessed are they who hope in the Lord. Blessed the man who follows not the counsel of the wicked, nor walks in the way of sinners, nor sits in the company of the insolent, but delights in the law of the Lord, and meditates on his law day and night. Blessed are they who hope in the Lord. He is like a tree planted near running water that yields its fruit in due season and whose leaves never fade. Whatever he does prospers. Blessed are they who hope in the Lord. Not so the wicked, not so. They are like chaff which the wind drives away. For the Lord watches over the way of the just, but the way of the wicked vanishes. Blessed are they who hope in the Lord. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. I consider all things so much rubbish that I may gain Christ and be found in Him. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to his disciples, I have come to set the earth on fire, and how I wish it were already blazing. There is a baptism with 
which I must be baptized, and how great is my anguish until it is accomplished. Do you think that I have come to establish peace on earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. From now on, a household of five will be divided, three against two, and two against three. A father will be divided against his son, and a son against his father, a mother against her daughter, and a daughter against her mother-in-law, and a mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. The Word, the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. O Lord, let me not be puffed up with worldly wisdom which passes away. Grant me that love which never abates, that I may choose not to know anything but Jesus and him crucified. I pray you, loving Jesus, that as you have graciously given me to drink in with delight these words of your knowledge, that you would so mercifully grant me to attain one day to you, the fountain of all wisdom, and to appear forever before your face. To the glory of your name. Amen. My dear brothers and sisters, today's readings from the lectionary are very important ones for us to grasp and understand. The one thing that kind of stands out for me, at least in these readings today, is the notion of a distinction, a division. And it is centered not so much in the gospel reading, but in the Alleluia verse that we read today. The distinction between everything else that is considered to be rubbish in the earth, in order for us to be found in Christ, that you and I might gain Christ. This is a very important thing for us to grasp and to be able to truly understand properly. Because the distinction is something that comes into what Jesus talks about in the gospel reading about setting the earth on fire and him having a baptism that he must be baptized with that causes him great anguish. Now many of us might not understand his words because we would be thinking, what is it that Jesus needs to be baptized with? And the end result here is suffering. You see, that's what Jesus is referring to here. It's the suffering that each one of us face. And it is shown by the example that he gives of a house of five where everybody is seemingly at odds. Where a member of the family is causing another member to suffer. And it is showing this great division that comes about because of the message of the gospel that we must gain Christ, be found in Christ, and not in anything else. Let that sink in for a minute. Let that one thought capture your minds this morning. You see, Jesus came to suffer, to be baptized with death on the cross. He talks about this in another portion of the Gospel of Luke when discussing with James and his brother about 
whether or not they were going to be one on the right hand, one on the left hand of Jesus. And he says, hey, can you be baptized with the same thing that I'm baptized? Can you drink the same cup that I am about to drink? And he tells him, oh, you will. You will suffer. He's told us in another place in one of the other Gospels that the servant isn't above the master. And if the master suffers and dies and is persecuted, you too will suffer and be persecuted. In this world, you will have tribulation. So you need to be aware of that. And what is it that causes this tribulation? It is our pursuit to be slaves of Christ, to be found in Christ, to abide in Christ, which is the whole point of what Paul is speaking in the book of Romans. And he's using human terms because of the weakness of our nature, because we are limited in what we're able to properly comprehend. We think as children still today. We don't know as we are known. That there's another thought that needs to seep into our minds because I think a lot of us have this idea that we don't need a church and a magisterium to teach us what's in the Bible because somehow we're smarter than we think we are. I know, you get told that all you need is the Bible and prayer and God and you'll be fine. And that's a lie. You see, when Jesus ascended into heaven, he gave gifts on earth. Apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers. You know, the whole five-fold ministry gift, including evangelists. Because we are to be built up into a unity of the knowledge of the gospel something we don't have on our own, and we're supposed to be holding on to the unity of faith? A unity that is in the spirit, not in the flesh, not in anything other than Christ and him alone? See, there the problem is. A lot of us don't understand because we don't understand how being free from sin makes us slaves to God, as Paul describes in this sixth chapter of the book of Romans, and how the benefit of being a slave of God is that it leads us to sanctification with the end of which being eternal life. Those are some strange words if you really think about it coming from Paul because didn't he say that we are saved by faith? Is it not faith alone? Where does sanctification come in? How does it lead us to finally gain eternal life? It's because it cleans us up. I said yesterday a lot of people confess their sins, they believe they're forgiven of their sins, but they never experience the cleansing from all unrighteousness because they still live in their sins. They think it doesn't matter what they do in the rest of their lives because they are quote-unquote once saved, always saved. And that's not the truth. Because you must persevere. You can't be the seed that is sown among the rocks that does not have root, even though it blossoms a little bit. 
even though it shows great joy and happiness, the persecution of the world kills it because the sun beats down and destroys it, and that salvation is lost forever. There were also seed that was sown among thorns, grew up, started blossoming, but the cares of the world choked out that particular blossoming fruit and faith was abandoned. Only one type of seed that was sown produced 30, 60, and 100-fold blessing. Only one type of seed found the gift of God of eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord because it was sanctified. It was purified by a fire of baptism, a fire of division and persecution and tribulation by which it proved itself faithful. See, that's the point of today's readings. As the responsorial psalm says, Blessed are they who hope in the Lord. Do you hope in the Lord? Do you hope to be like a tree that is planted near waters, that is always yielding fruit in every season, whose leaves do not fade, but in whatever you do, it prospers? Or are you the wicked that are just chaff that the wind drives away? Because the way of the wicked is doomed to vanish, for it will not have a place in the kingdom of God or in the eternal life to come. <laughs>